welcome to Everything with Jenna. I am Jenna and this is Everything with Me. So I have noticed that I've gotten some new listeners. So thank you so much for listening to my corner of the podcasting universe. And of course, thank you to everyone who is returning, who's a returning listener. So I thought it might be a good time uh, to talk a little bit about who I am and more specifically about what I do. Um, besides being an amazing person that I am, obviously, uh, it's interesting because I don't know, like, I feel like when I listen to a new podcast for the first time, I'm just like, you kind of dive right in and and you know, pretty quickly, like, oh, I'm going to like this podcast or I'm not going to like this podcast. So as this podcast continues to grow very small, like, but it does, it continues to choo choo chug along and I'm super grateful for it. Uh, I thought it might be a good idea to kind of reacquaint myself with everyone. Um, And if you know me, you might not want to listen to this podcast, but hopefully you do, because maybe you find out something about me that you didn't know, or maybe something that you were like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Or maybe you just listen because you love the sound of my voice and you love my stories. Maybe. I don't know. But here we go. So my name is Jenna, obviously, because this is my podcast. And as I say previously, it would be weird if it was called Everything with Jenna and my name wasn't Jenna. That would be super odd. Long story short, that's my name. I was named after some random chick that my mom worked with's daughter. So there's that. And when I say that, actually, when my mom was pregnant with me and you know, back in the day, she loved the name Jennifer because it was the eighties and who didn't name their child Jennifer. And, uh, she hated the nickname Jenny, like with a passion. And she was talking about it at work and a lady she worked with said, Oh yeah, well we named our daughter Jennifer, but we call her Jenna. So fun fact, number one, or maybe it's not fun. I don't know. My name is actually Jennifer. Most people know this. A lot of people don't know this though. And when they find out they're always thrown off. Wait, what? Your name's Jennifer? Yeah. No, it's Jenna. Yeah, I know. I go by Jenna. I've gone by Jenna since I was born. However, no, (laughs) legally, my name is Jennifer, which always like it really does throw people off. People are always like, wait, what? You don't seem like a Jennifer. No kidding, because I'm Jenna. So when I got married time number one, we'll get to that. uh, I thought "Hmm, maybe I should change my first name. Well, then I determined that was too much of a problem. When I got married time number two, I'm like, I'm totally legally changing my first name to Jenna. But It's so hard to change your first and last name. Change your last name when you get married is no big deal. But to change your first name and your last name, that's actually a lot bigger deal than I thought it was. So long story short, my name continues to be Jennifer legally. However, everyone knows me as Jenna. Professionally, I'm Jenna. I have always introduced myself as Jenna. I am just, I'm just Jenna. That's why it's called everything with Jenna. Just Jenna. Uh, So... (laughs) So it's a little bit about my name. Uh, my parents were married, uh, got divorced when I was really little, like before I was two. My mom got remarried when I was five. My stepdad adopted me. So he is my dad. Um, I still had a relationship with my other dad. He passed away and gosh, nine years ago. And um, because of my dad, my biological dad, he has two additional children. So I have a brother who is 12 years younger than me. And I have a sister who's almost 16 years younger than I am. And uh, my sister just recently had a baby. So I'm a new aunt. I've been married twice. 
I have a son who just turned 14, who is the light of my life, the apple of my eye, the cream in my coffee, and sometimes the bane of my existence, just depending on the day. Um, But he's actually a really cool kid. Uh, He is starting high school this year, which I can't even believe because I don't know how I'm old enough to have a 14 year old who's going to high school, but here we are. Uh, I was married. I got married to husband number one in 2005. We separated in 2012. I got remarried to my husband in, uh, we met in 2013. We got married in 2017 and we live in Las Vegas and that's pretty much who I am. So now you're all caught up if you weren't aware. So, or just as a little refresher. So, uh, for work, this is where it gets kind of fun. I was looking through my old podcast. I don't think, I think I've mentioned here and there about what I do for work, but I don't think I've actually ever talked a lot about it. And actually one of my colleagues just did, he has his own podcast. Check it out. His name is, it's, his podcast is called Growing Up Johnson. Uh, it's really great. He's a really cool guy. His name is Josh and he has his own podcast. So check out Growing Up Johnson. Uh, with that though, the other day, he actually just talked about what he does for work, which is pretty cool. And I thought, wow, that's really smart. I don't think I've ever done a podcast where I really talk a lot about what I do for work. So here's what I do for work. Uh, I went to school in Arizona. I went to Northern Arizona University, easy for me to say, in Flagstaff, Arizona. And I graduated uh, with uh, communications degrees in advertising and public relations. With that being said, I no longer work in advertising or public relations-ish, and I'll get to that. Uh, When I graduated college, I immediately started working for a nonprofit that had nothing to do with advertising or public relations, and I helped patients in need. I worked in a patient in need program because it was a job and it paid my bills, and I was a young single girl living in the Phoenix area at this point, having the time of my life. I still had my family in Las Vegas, my biological dad that who I just talked about and his mother, my grandmother passed away, came to Las Vegas for the funeral, for the family get together, went out one, two, six, met a guy in a bar and that was husband number one. So I ended up moving to Las Vegas and, uh, so we could be together. Okay. Uh, so when I moved to Las Vegas, I did get a job in advertising. I worked at an in-house advertising agency for a car dealership for a very short amount of time because they were mean and I didn't like them and not everyone, but mostly the people I worked with except for one person. So anyways, I then got a job at an advertising agency that was a local, locally Las Vegas based advertising agency that mostly specialized in, uh, a Native American casino business uh, across the country, but then also did have some local clients. I was promoted after being there for about a year, and I had some really great clients locally in Las Vegas, including two car dealerships and a famous wax attraction on the Las Vegas Strip. So if you know of Madame Tussauds, they were one of my clients. It was a really, really cool gig to have. Um, car dealerships were a Cadillac dealership locally in Las Vegas and a Honda dealership locally in Las Vegas. And that was when I fell in love with the Cadillac y'all, but I was making like $30,000 a year. So I was not affording a Cadillac on said salary. Um, I had my son, it got really crazy. The business was not doing so well. They weren't like the best business people. 
You know what I mean? Uh, so I ended up leaving that position. I went to another locally owned Las Vegas based advertising agency where then I had some additional clients. Uh, I didn't love that agency as much. They did bring me in as a specialist for automotive because I understood automotive dealerships tremendously well. Um, additionally, I did start working as the ad account executive for the downtown casinos on Fremont Street, a few of them. But then I started handling all the events for all of our clients because I was really good at it, I guess. Um, we actually, I was on the team that actually coordinated and brought a new cell phone provider into the Las Vegas market. We launched them and it was probably one of the best top 10 things of my career. Um, that's Cricket Wireless for those of you who are wondering. And uh, we were able to do all kinds of really amazing things for that client to roll them out and bring them into Las Vegas. So it was super cool. Uh, after I got laid off there because 2008, early 2009 actually was when I got laid off because I was the highest paid person and that's what they did. They felt really bad. It was, we left on good terms. So we parted on really great terms. It just was a financial thing, which I understood. So then I stayed at home for a little bit and then I got a really cool phone call from a friend of mine that had worked with at one of the earlier advertising agencies and she worked at the Golden Nugget and the marketing and advertising director for a casino hotel on Fremont Street Fitzgerald had resigned and she called the VP there of marketing and said, hey, I know someone and I think she'd be really great. So I interviewed there, got the job, and I became the advertising marketing person for the Fitzgerald on Fremont Street. So that was really exciting. It brought me back into the world of advertising and marketing, and I love that job very, very much. Um, the downside of that job is that <laughs> it was um, still the recession. So it was 2009, and it was challenging because we were coming up with promotions and ideas and everything that really encourage people to gamble their life savings away. And so I, as it turns out, I have a little bit more of a moral compass than I realized. <laughs> not that I didn't think I did, but I did. And I did not like that job. My marriage wasn't going so well at this time. And it was taking a lot of my time away from home as well. It just wasn't great. It wasn't a great environment to work in. And after about uh, almost two years, I started looking for a new position and I found one at a local nonprofit doing events in marketing. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is so great. Right. It's five minutes away from my house. I could see my son's preschool from my window in the office. It was really cool. Well, I started working there and instantly knew I made a huge mistake. The person, the people that was the COO and the CEO there were brother and sister and they fought like brother and sister and the COO, she really had done the events and she only, she didn't want to give them up. She thought she did. But she didn't. And it was just not great. She was not a great mentor, leader, or anything. Um, so with that being said, I was there for a very, very short amount of time. You know, the kind of short where you don't even put it on your resume short. And uh, then after a while, you know, because you're like, eh. So then I started looking for a job again instantly because I'm like, holy moly, this is bad. And I found an opening for what is called a lifestyle director for uh, a community. And it was about 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes away from my house. And basically it was like planning and organizing community events, as well as uh, overseeing the communication for this particular community for all the residents that lived there. Uh, I 
submitted my resume and went through a very long, very long interview process. And with that being said, after quite some time of back and forth and whatever, I was finally hired as the lifestyle director for the Providence community in Las Vegas. And I stayed there and handled events and communications and learned all about the HOA industry, which it's hard to say, right? People don't love HOA. It's like you say you work in HOA and people are like, oh, I hate you. Um, but I bring the fun together. So hopefully you don't hate me. Um, but it's a really good experience. I got to meet a lot, a lot of people and share a lot, learn a lot, meet so many things and so many people. And I had done a lot of events and marketing and that sort of thing. But the difference was, and I say this a lot now, is that the people don't leave, right? So when you work like when I worked at Fitzgerald, you, the people you hope they come back a year from now, kind of a deal or their next vacation that year, their spot. So they come back, but it's not like you see them on a daily basis at every single thing. Some regular locals, but not down there so much. Right. So long story short, I was like, holy Moses, this is not, this is hard. And my boss and I didn't get along at first. And I was like, God, he's the jerk. And long story short, everything turned out really great. And I ended up loving my community. I definitely had some ups and downs there, but been with my company now for more than 10 years. So last year, and if you heard this podcast and you know, I was promoted and I was promoted to a corporate position to help be a resource for all of our lifestyle team members and our managers and our company, basically for our division. So my company has about a thousand employees and we're coast to coast ish from California to Florida. And, uh, it's really awesome. So I, I work in what is called the mountain division, which is basically Nevada, Southern Utah and Colorado. Uh, and I help all of our team members that work in the lifestyle communications field. And then I work with the managers and other team members and lifestyle is a big thing, right? So having those community events and putting those communication pieces out and really being impactful on that really, really important. And it's actually one of the things that sets our company apart from many of our competitors because we do it really well. And uh, I like to think that I'm a big part of that or not maybe a big part, but a significant part of that lifestyle is in general. But then having been a lifestyle director for so long, really, I think I understand, right? Like what they're dealing with. So I got promoted um, after a really long process and I was promoted to the director of lifestyle services role and it was really great. Um, it still is really great. Uh, earlier in 2021, I was again promoted, uh, basically it was a title change and some other cool things. Uh, but so I'm officially a vice president of my company now. And I think there's 32 of us, 33 of us, something like that. Um, vice presidents in the leadership team for our company, which to me, I'm super proud of. And um, I love, love, love the camaraderie between the lifestyle team members, um, the lifestyle services team. So I have, there's two other vice presidents for our company and lifestyle. So there's three of us total, which is cool. And then we have one director of lifestyle services who works for our Texas, our central and eastern Texas and Florida and like the southeastern part of the, the country because they have a ton of communities there. So that's a little bit about what I do. I do a lot of resource building, uh, provide a lot of training. I talk to people a lot. I'm on the phone a lot. I'm on a billion Zoom meetings. Of course, um, 
COVID really changed the scope of what we were doing for the last year. Uh, so it's really cool to see that over 4th of July, so many of our communities were able to kind of come back and really start something again, right, with with uh, big 4th of July events. Uh, I love my job. I feel very, very incredibly thankful that I have the job that I have. I am blessed beyond measure to have the job that I have. And I've learned a lot about work in general. So people, I think, is probably the biggest thing. And maybe where I look differently is that I'm very empathetic, but I'm also very straight to the point as well. Like, I'll listen. But on the other side, like, I want to know, I want you to know that I know that if you're feeding me a line of bullshit, I'm going to know that, right? Like, <laughs> don't try and bullshit a bullshitter. Like, I understand that I could see through that, you know, five miles away. So it's interesting. I definitely appreciate all of the hard work and everything that I have done because I don't know if if I would have gotten this role. It's not like it was given to me. I worked really hard for it. But if I, if I didn't have all of the experience that I had leading up to my current position, I don't think, one, I wouldn't be good at it, right? Because it's a lot of it is based off of experience. But two, I think the bigger part is, is like, I used to be really dramatic, I think at times, like I was very quick on the trigger and very like, oh my God, you know, like losing my, losing my shit kind of a thing. And I feel like I do at times, but not nearly to the manner that I used to. I feel like I used to be pretty emotional in in some of the ways that I would handle things. Not all things, but, you know, there's that emotional ineptitude about about like how you handle yourself in a professional environment. And while I've always thought of myself as professional, if I think back on certain decisions that I made, I'm like, okay, that was more based on emotion uh, than on like actual fact base kind of things. I think I, that's kind of how I feel about it. So I would say that if you're a young professional looking to start out, I would really think about identifying what your communication, how you communicate with others, how you communicate under stress, those types of things would be really impactful. I think for, for anyone, I mean, I still look at my stuff now and go like, I wonder, I should actually retake, we do this test. I should just to, it's like a it's like a personality test. It's not, I don't want to call it a test, an analysis, I guess, more than anything, but to see how, how I respond, I feel like, uh, with older age comes more maturity as far as saying like, yeah, I see why you're upset, but we're going to go ahead and take, you know, 10 notches down and like, okay, here we go. And then there you go. You know, like that kind of thing. Um, whereas maybe a few years ago, I would have been like, Oh my God, you know, that sort of thing too. So it's just one of those things that, um, I think is really important to figure out about yourself, if that makes sense. (laughs) So I am looking forward to things reopening continually, continuously continuing to reopen y'all all this communication, all this work I've done in communications, and I have a hard time talking sometimes. But as a fun story to end off on, I, the community I was at for many years has gone through quite a big change. And uh, with that change, they have no longer, they are no longer providing events for the community. It's a big deal, uh, especially because I was there for almost nine years and there was more than 200 community events or programs. So small, big, large, you know, everything in between from like little tiny, like cooking demonstrations or a coupon class to, uh, 
15, 18,000 people for 4th of July, right? So they have suspended and canceled and they are not doing anything what lifestyle at the time. Uh, and this weekend over this last weekend for 4th of July, uh, my husband where he works, which I cannot talk about at all. Some of his colleagues though, live where I used to work in that community. And so on Saturday night we were out and he started getting all these texts from people saying like, Hey, are they doing fireworks? Where's the, I haven't seen anything about 4th of July or what's going on. And he was like, Oh no, they've, they've canceled everything. And they're like, is it because Jenna left? (laughs) Which I thought was awesome. I love that. Like to me, that makes me really laugh, right? It's like, is it because Jenna's not there? And he's like, kind of, but not really, but kind of, you know, that sort of thing. But, um, but yeah, so there's all these people that he works with that were reaching out and like, what do you mean there's no event? And like one guy was like, what am I paying for? Which is a joke because a lot of people say that. And, um, but it was just really, to me, that was, that felt really good. You know, I mean, they know that his wife does that, whatever, but, um, but it was really cool. It was, it was a really cool thing. I mean, I'm sad for the community that they weren't able to do the events or anything. I think they'll come back. I hope so. But, but you know, they all have to, they have to make a decision based off of financial and this and that. And so that's what they've chosen and that's what they're doing for now or not doing for now as the case may be. So who knows what, what the future will bring for that particular community. I hope that those events come back because it was a really great program, but but they have to do what they have to do. The board does. So anyways, I just thought that that made me feel really good that so many people were like, wait a second, what do you mean? Is it because Jenna's not there? I mean, that just made my whole night. Not really, but you know, it was, it helped. It made me feel a little special. So anyways, I just thought that that would be kind of a good time that now I should say would be a really good time to reintroduce myself, catch you all up. If you're new here, if you're not new here, you're like, oh my gosh, she just likes to hear herself talk. Um, I do. That's true. I do like to hear myself talk. However, this is my podcast. I can do whatever I want, right? That's what I always say. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope you had a great 4th of July if you are here in the United States. If you're in Canada, I hope you had a good Canada day. And if you're anywhere else, I hope you just had a really good week. So I will, with that, I will be talking to you soon. Have a great day. Bye, everyone.